Um, hey, what's up, Josh? No, that's not what you said in text. I... What'd you call me? I called you a friend. No, no, that's not the one either. What's that word you used you called me? <laughs> you trying to get me canceled? I don't know, I'm trying, trying to clarify to get... what that word is you used to refer to me. You're trying to get me canceled. Well, What'd you hey, call me? Die- hey, hey, Diego Heads. <sighs> well, I mean, I'm just, I, you know, I really thought this week we'd start off and we'd just get to celebrate our awesome new theme song. And then you're just sending me these incendiary texts. Just throwing off the whole vibe of the thing that otherwise was um, yeah. so masterfully set by our new theme song. And yes, uh, this week I don't have two dogs running around the house for the record like I did last week. Instead of, I have dishwasher running. And go ahead and ask me if I care. Go ahead and ask me if I care if you can hear the dishwasher. Go ahead and ask me if I care. Oh, when did you get such a fancy dishwasher? Dishwashers like that don't go that fast. <laughs> you have to tell me. Oh, that's for off pod. I have a hookup. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's in this episode. Where and I got Cassie's a dishwasher? Like, no, Cassian's like, ships don't go this fast. When did oh. ships go this fast? <laughs> And I do remember that part, and I am good at this podcast. Um. Oh crap! I haven't even. I have. I have to load up our um, listing names of characters that you 100 percent don't remember. Um, oh boy! One, one one second. What's that guy's um, name? Carnage, the bad guy. His name is Carnage. Let's see. Um, Cletus Cassidy. Char- do we want to get to the name game, or do we want to talk about some of the hot hot, um, goss? Yeah, let's talk. Okay, um, put a pin in that. It's gonna be car. It's carnage. I know the one guy is carnage. The Winston Churchill guy comes back home from the Boer War or whatever to his mom. That's carnage. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk some hot gossip. Okay. You have any? Yes. I mentioned. Well, there was something I wanted to talk about last week, but between being off air for the whole summer and then having three episodes to cover in one week. Um, and doing our usual kind of treading water and talking about talking about the podcast instead of actually doing the podcast, we were running out of time. But yeah, the the big Star Wars news I'm seeing is James Earl Jones retiring from the role of Darth Vader, and that's one thing. That's its own thing right there. I mean, well deserved. What a, what a master uh, of the craft. But the other thing is like we. I clown clown on me. I've been clowned by myself, I guess. But I mean, we were talking about James Earl Jones' voice in in Kenobi, and it does seem. And I haven't watched the special yet, but it does seem like it was like entirely AI, like completely really? manufactured for Kenobi, and not James Earl Jones. And he has signed off on the rights for them to continue to do that. And you know, to, to replicate his voice using AI for Darth Vader in the future. And I mean, I know for me, as regular listener of the Pod Peeps Mom knows, this whole like kind of using technology to cling to performers kind of creeps me out a little bit. It seems like they're 
like on the one hand it's like look we're pushing technology forward but they're doing it to like remain stagnant and like keep the same people same it's it's weird contradiction that is uh i don't know it's cognitive dissonance there for me i think and so i was i don't know Mm -hmm. find it i mean look every time darth vader shows up in anything we cover i feel like we have the same conversation which is yeah everybody does an impression of darth vader and then you hear james Earl jones do darth vader and you're like oh right that's darth vader uh and i get that his voice is so indispensable to the character but it is also just like you know people move on <laughs> like nothing lasts forever people retire or people pass away or you know that that's i don't know that's part of a franchise i feel like or that's that's part of having something that exists in the public consciousness for a long time is that it has to adapt and grow and i mean obviously stars is still doing that in its own weird ways but i also just feel like I don't know, just get a new Luke Skywalker, right? Just, like, get a new guy to do Darth Vader voice. I'm not trying to sound, like, sacrilegious here, but... Or, just... Oh, I, if those I characters, or if those actors aren't around anymore, maybe go into a different character. I don't know. It just... Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like there's this creepy wax museum they're trying to... You know, James Earl Jones isn't an action figure. Mark Hamill's not an action figure. They don't last forever. That's part of what's special about it or something i don't know so this is just a another development and kind of a continuing trend of my feeling of like this is going the wrong way or like it it feels not progressive (laughs) it feels like a way of keeping the same people in the spotlight for longer than and you know rather than bringing in new faces and new voices and stuff like that well, let me let me um, two face it, okay? So let me um, yes Devil's man you, it. gas you up. I'm gonna gas you up. I'm gonna build you up, and then I'm gonna tear you down. I love to be gassed so, up, and I love to uh, be torn down. Josh, I mean, what a great idea! We should get out of this whole Darth Vader situation. Stop focusing on Darth Vader because here's here's people I want to know about. I want to know about Attendant Heart, Karis Nemec, Arvel Skeen, Terraman Barcona. Cinta Kaz, Eddie Karn, who are all characters from this from this uh, Carnage, episode. yeah, Carnage. I said Carnage. <laughs> I knew Carnage. that guy. Um, so I agree a hundred percent that we got to be focusing on these new characters whose names I definitely understand. Yeah, sassy I, old bureaucrat. I um, it makes me kind of feel bad that there is this disconnect of I didn't even realize that was AI and obi-wan no i didn't either right? and i mean they they've already done that with mark hamill's voice in mandalorian i didn't notice it there either so i mean that in and of itself is maybe a little distressing and and takes i don't know feels like it maybe takes the magic away maybe that's not true i mean the feelings i felt when i was watching it were it felt like it was james Earl jones and in my right. heart that's what it felt like in the first time i watched it but i mean i know now and it will feel weird in hindsight well, I looked it up, too, because I was like, he sounds really good for being, like, 90-something. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, that was not his 90-year-old voice. But, um, Mudhorn Rakers, I'll save you having to watch this um, Obi-Wan documentary. Thank which I'm you. Sure I'll get great. around to it one day, but not But here, 
here's what Johnny F is probably going to spend 10, 15 minutes of it. And I'll put a bet down. Like I'll, I'll, I'll bet you $10. You think Johnny, uh, sorry, I'll bet you a pot of sweet, sweet calf mm-hmm. that he bragged about the technology and said something along the lines of, Hey, people are doing this for nefarious things. So, you know, you just gotta, we, we're just doing it. We're just doing it. Yeah. Um, it's out there. We're just doing it. And like acknowledging like, Hey, this is a problem in society. We in no way, shape, or form are doing anything um, ethical to stop it, but it's, we are it's in here. Fact furthering it. It's here. Um, we're spending money to perfect it because we have that that sweet, sweet Disney money. Mm. And then we're gonna go. Then we're gonna go to the next part about how great it is that Ewan McGregor and Aiden, Hayden Christensen are back together, which I assume is also seventy percent of that documentary. Yeah, um, probably which are just the interviews that I've been seeing, which are great. I mean, I, the, the, the two, those two guys are just, they're great. And their rapport is great, but uh, yeah, well, I can guarantee I liked you. Kenobi. Kenobi's good. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I liked I have, you know, notes or whatever, just like I do on everything. Cause I'm a person with a podcast. So I obviously feel like I have to talk, but yeah, I, I mean, I have fun with Kenobi. Hey, but, hey, mm-hmm. I have an opinion. Listen, I'm a podcaster. All right. In my defense, um, I don't tell anyone about this podcast anymore. <laughs> so it's like this weird, similar to using forwarding technology to keep things the same. Uh, I, you know, clearly I think that I have to have a platform for all these Star Wars thoughts, but also someone asked me, oh, right, your podcast pulled out their phone, took out their app, said, what's it called again? And I said, oh, no. um well so yeah i mean i similar to i i I don't know um what the marvel equivalent be like using iron man or spider-man having to use that um vader just makes so much money so they're in no way shape or form gonna people talk about him and it gets people excited yeah so yeah yeah I mean, uh, when you talk about cultural things of Star Wars, for people that have never seen Star Wars, they can tell you Chewbacca, they can tell you Vader, and then that's probably and then and they and then Yoda. Well, now little Yanni, like that's sure. But if the, mm-hmm. if that's the people you're courting, guess what? Those people can't tell whether or not it's James Earl Jones or a fake James Earl Jones AI doing the voice for Darth 100%. Vader. I mean, literally, 100%. if it's just some guy going, "Oh, Darth Vader," going, oh yeah, Darth Vader voice. Yeah, that's a pretty good Darth Vader voice. Mine's like, oh, and that, oh, oh thank you, thank you, Pete, because that gets to the real issue at hand here. Was that I did send in a reel. I had heard that James Earl Jones was going to be retiring. I took that to mean open season on this iconic role, and I'm thinking like, oh, this is like, you know, there are different interpretations of James Bond. There are different interpretations of Batman. Why not Darth Vader? And I did send in my reel, and I was really, really, really thinking, why not me? Uh, and I knew there was a chance I might lose out to some other folks. I know Barry Kogan was um, trying out, you know. Josh I Ivan know um, Jay Farrell, formerly of SNL. I know he was Jay, trying out. Um, Josh Ivan Confession. Um, I. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an interview. I, I self were... 
I said that you were British trying to be American and that we just have we have enough white British people in Star Wars. Well, if you so, said I was British trying to be American, I probably would have gotten the job, Pete. No, That's all Hollywood I, is these days. <laughs> Let me get up on my soapbox. <laughs> Oh, that's how I record, um, so that I can be at the same level as you. <laughs> yeah, I text say, "Are you ready?" And you say, "Hold on, let me get on this box. Yep. Um, but yeah. Other news, um, which is to say, not quite news so much as I just looked uh, up the High Republic on Amazon to clarify when it came out, and it does not come out this month. It comes out at the end of November. It comes out November twenty second. So we've got a minute. And I don't know that that, I, that may mean we have a break between... Oh, God. Every episode, we just talk about a schedule of a podcast. Um, but then it looks like they're, like, gearing up now. It's hard to tell which are the, like, adult books and which are the middle grade. But I think I've figured it out okay. And I think it's going to be, like, November, February, and April are higher public novels, which seems... Like a quicker pace, but maybe it's just been a minute and I'm misremembering. So there'll be plenty of well, high repo boys in our future. Convergence, I think, the is the first. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't sound right. But it's like I said, uh, it's, it's hard. I'm sure Lucas or Star Wars' website has um, like. Yeah, according to StarWars.com. Paths of Deceit? Yeah. That, I think that might be the 1518 age one. Oh, okay. You know, you know me. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm accidentally going to read the young adult novel, too. It's not going to be an accident. I don't even know why you pretend anymore. Yeah, Convergence is the next cool. one. I haven't been on the front StarWars.com. That's uh, probably something worth uh, that's cool. taking some 15 minutes. Uh, talking about the front page of StarWars.com? Yeah, why not? Um, huh. I There's a lot of stuff here. This is a good podcast. But... <laughs> you, you know it's a good podcast when they, when they bring you into the process, which is... Um, the, neither of us having talked about what we're going to do. Well, let's get into, um, I mean, we can get into the episode. Uh, there's a lot going on in this episode and there's some speculation nation that we can do. Um, oh boy. Have you rewatched this episode? Uh, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so this episode Look, it's not every day. Is... Mars Volta gets back together. What do you want from me? I got things going on. I'm a busy, That's a person. I'm hashtag busy boy. Oh my gosh, I too like heavy metal now. So, it, I mean, I'm very metal. excited about Mars Volta. Mars Volta is not heavy metal. Oh, really, really into, really into, really into heavy metal. So and this that's is episode Pete's Darth four, Vader all, impression all, right there. Um, this is episode four, um, titled Ald, Ald, Aldhani. And this one has a different director, um, Susanna White, hmm. who, her, um, she... Primarily does TV, it looks like. Um, she, she has a few movies that I haven't seen. Woman Walks Ahead, Our Kind of Traitor, 
Nancy McPhee and the Big Bang. I've I've never heard of any of those movies. Hmm. Um, but she's directed Billions, which is super popular. Boardwalk Empire. Um, oh yeah, and Billions about shows. your dad. <laughs> um, uh, trigger. Um, so she. This is um, a first time Star Wars director um, who's directing three episodes this season. So. I'm curious if this is she's directing. If this is a three episode arc, I can't help but uh, wonder because once again we have this ending that feels more like a commercial break at best. Oh yeah, let's let's go to the back. That ending is probably this the the weakness of the show, and there are a lot of parts of this episode that I like, but um, there's no rhyme or reason to when an episode ends. The only right. reason yeah. I know an episode ends is because. If I accidentally click over my remote and shows like, oh, there's eight minutes left. They do six mm-hmm. minutes of yeah. um, credits, but like he's just eating. They're just eating, right. yeah. and yeah. <laughs> the boss is like, "You need to do your homework." By the way, you have a test tomorrow, and they don't even like hard cut or whatever it is. And again, it's like I'm. This isn't even really like I'm not complaining about this really, but it's. I mean, you bringing up that this director of this episode is doing three episodes total now i'm wondering oh is this like sort of going to be a quarterly thing first three second three you know uh four acts across 12 episodes with four different directors if we were good at podcasting we'd have that information uh <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean it very you know this episode the first episode and the second episode they all just sort of like oh and then there's credits it's uh it's strange it's strange the only the only thing that we're really on point on is I can point out any Game of Thrones character that's in the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there's two in this episode, three in this episode. Um, that we'll, that you know we'll get into. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm a big got hot D. I, those are those are things I what? watch. So, um, we. This this episode is basically, I feel like it's all of these like random some sort stories. Of, was, this, was that neuro linguistic programming you're trying to do? Uh, I like that you think that I have the mental capacity to do that, so I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> um, and he admitted this, that this episode is just like all over the place um, because we get background on um, Luthen. Yeah, we get um, the connection of Mon Mothma. Um, we get another Lands one of your favorite on Mon Mothma. We get a we get a, one of your favorite storylines in Star Wars that they introduced a character last episode, and now they're introducing a second similar character that this episode, which was wild to me. That this is something I've talked about ever. Yeah, this is something that you were super excited about last episode um, about how Star Wars is for everybody. And has subsects of the population. Oh, oh! Yeah. They, I they disagree. Like... I don't think this is the same. I don't think this is that. Okay. Which character okay. are you um, talking about that you think is similar? I, I'm ta- It's in the Mon Mothma story arc. Um, well, we can't. This... I mean, it's full spoilers for the episode. What, you're talking about her husband. Husband, hus- husband. Yeah. Oh no! Totally different character. Total. No, he is not. I. That. I couldn't I disagree say, stronger. I. I would. I would say. Um, give it. I, I'm making a prediction, right? So, and I've got um, an alternative prediction, and it's going to drop like a bombshell. So, go okay. ahead. Okay. 
Um, yeah, let's, let's, I mean, they're all different story arcs. So like there's the um, bureaucracy, the ISB bureaucracy part of the episode where like children um, complain about who's, who, who gets dibs on a planet. Um, that I, I don't even know their names. So love talking about jurisdiction. Yeah, let's let's get into Mon Mothma because Mon Mothma. Well, let's because uh, here's get... here's just let's just let's just get this out of the way. I think I get what you're saying is you're saying that her husband is is kind of a new embodiment of this new uh, cinematic archetype that we recently had embodied in a previous episode of this show. That character is no longer around, and I would argue, if anything, the character more likely to take off that mantle based on the interactions I'm seeing would be my mothma she is not that but if we're going to be like literal about the meaning of it i mean i got to assume um no i but see, not the like you know i'm talking the literal version of it not the like colloquial version of it okay okay what so, we all know to be that but like the dictionary so, definition of that so let's there's two there's two scenes with mon mothma right so let's <laughs> let's get into the Luthan one, then let's get yeah. into subtext of what we're talking about. By the way, this is all about Andor. If you haven't watched it, okay. Thank you uh, for listening to us. Um, now we're talking so we Chicago PD. So we find out Luthan is not a senator. Who I That surprises me. I thought he was a senator because that's kind of the um, archetype for this, right? Like, we got Bale. I'm not sure who I thought Mon he was. Lama, um, so he's some um, he sells antiques, which it's like, what? what, what, what wealthy person do you know that sells antiques? Which I guess he's not super wealthy because we find out that Mon Mothma is his, what well, is a benefactor of him. Well, and these uh, I don't know. I think antique. You don't call what you find in a museum antiques, like even though I guess maybe they technically like. He's King a museum Tug- King- King yeah. Tut's tomb is not an antique. He's selling like antiquities or whatever. Yeah, so he's he, he's a museum curator, but he's selling them. Yeah. Um. So, what? <laughs> um. There are some funny things. Like, there's there's definitely um a part of this episode when he gets into character, um, in his like. I really like that. That small um, that, moment there, yeah. I assume that people are gonna. I'm so. I assume if we looked at Star Wars Twitter, there's like 30 memes of that. Or 30 it makes gifts of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me think of early on in Arrested Development when they first brought Henry Winkler on, and he's playing their lawyer. And there's a small scene of him in a bathroom, and after another character leaves the bathroom, he looks in the mirror and combs his hair and gives like a really quick Fonzie style. Hey. Was... Oh. I I thought you were gonna list the dad from Arrest Development when there's that arc about um, his identical twin brother oh, awesome. sleeping with his wife, <laughs> and he keeps putting on that terrible wig. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we find out that like, that's his cover story. Um, he has an aide who presumably is in the resistance with him, and yeah, then safe to say. He, and then he has this. Um, basically, he brings rich people there. They have a conversation in the back room, and that's how they they do their working. Very black market. Very, very. I mean, um, I think it'd be the equivalent of like 
Um, I'm sure there's different movies. The Goldfinch is one of those movies that was a book about um, using paintings, like using illegal money to buy paintings and then moving those paintings around. Um, it's the equivalent of that, but for a rebellion. Um, it, so did you catch some of the um, different references that they made in that? Uh, I was, was, it was pointed out to me the, the Sith helmet from the. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so didn't the, see that. Yeah, from, so it's, it's not, it's like legends, but then it's also like legends within legends. Mm-hmm. We're like in legend continuity in the Force Unleashed. Star Killer gets Sith armor if you do an alternate ending, which is even then at that point when that game was canon, the alternate ending wasn't canon, and then that that armor or that helmet is in there, so it's like double legends. That armor reminded me of the armor that um what's the character's name in solo part of the resistance um cell at the end nest yeah that reminds me of like an emphasis nest kind of armor but um like he showed her like an utapau sword which utapau is the planet from episode three that obi-wan's on where he kills grievous and then they made another reference to like a ratuk ratatakin um which is like a legends thing of this like warrior race, which were basically like these insects, insect warrior race thing. They make some reference to it in, in the High Republic books, hmm. um, but it's just basically not quite like the Mandalorians, but pretty close um, of just like an extinct warrior. Mandalorians, race. but they're bugs. Yeah, so just uh, Mandalorians. Um, in. In, oh, hold on, hold in on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I just wanted to make sure that got what it deserved. Um, yeah, so she, you know, is getting more and more paranoid, which makes sense. Um, because and she played it they, real well. I mean, it without like you don't have her like having a nervous breakdown in a closet by herself or whatever, but you really do feel like. Oh, she's just always being watched. And you believe her when she said, like, you know, her driver, her husband. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's I'll be I'll be very curious to see where, where her story goes, because I don't know. And how how much they ratchet up that sort of political thriller paranoia tension, because I thought they did a good job introducing it in this episode. So the, the speculation nation we can do at this point is she wants to bring somebody into the circle. Oh right, 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 right. And and we know from the books. um, So spoilers for the books. We know that Ahsoka is connected to Bail, so it's obviously not Ahsoka. We wanted to be Ahsoka, but it's obviously not Ahsoka. Yeah, but Um, Bail is connected to Mom Mothma. So it could be Bail. I don't remember Bail. I mean, Bail could connect Ahsoka to Mom Mothma. Yeah, theoretically. we, I don't think it is. Um, um, oh my gosh, they they referenced him in the cell arc of this. Um, Saw Guerrero. Yeah, Saw Guerrero. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. It's not Saw Guerrero because they no, I don't think so. the cell reference him. 
um, because right. the, that the kid who's really good at um, Legos, I'm sorry, dioramas, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> falls asleep and then like Sagrera will kill you. It's just like, yep, I've I've seen seen the movies. Yeah, I I I agree with that assessment. But um, yeah, I'm I'm curious if it, this is a new character or if this is a name, like if this is, um, what named character is it going to be? That's that's what's going to um, surprise me. But I the really cool yeah. thing is this provides context to her, right? So she's the head, she's the head of the Republic. Once they they you know went in episode six, she's the one that's pointing out the Bothans die. And she's the only other woman in the first um, three episodes that has a speaking part. Um, uh, and Aunt Peru, thank you very much. And Aunt Peru. So he's too much like his is, father, Owen. So this is this provides. I mean, this is going to provide context to this, right? Like, I had no idea that Shandrilla had a military, and that this dude was her husband was a part of the military, and he had a military buddy. Um. I I just thought it was some like random planet like um, Alderaan. Yeah, I mean, I remember just last weekend we were at a barbecue and you were shooting off at the hip about how Shandrilla didn't have a military, and you kept talking about that. Yeah, so this was the Monica of Star Wars. I was like the Monica, the Monica of Star Wars. But um, yes, that was I'm I'm sure that we'll get introduced to. Mon Mothma's cell at some point. Um, I would be surprised if they don't show this dinner of her, you know, going after a bunch of people who are, you know, um, keeping themselves rich, um, making people poor by closing off shipping lanes or sorry, uh, space lanes. Um, But yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into that, um, that um, spat, that um, husband, husband, wife argument. Um, Yeah, that was, that was a that was an interesting scene because I feel like uh, I don't know you, you know any any long term relationship sort of depends on the acknowledgement that particularly if you're still you know young you change and you you become you know a different person over the course of your life and in that in that interaction I mean you can't this the last the previous three episodes as well as this episode I think they you know we had talked about how well they set up how Cassian is perceived by his friends and without saying it, you get this idea that like he's burned a lot of bridges and there's a few people left that, you know, are worried about him, but it's not a great state of affairs. And similarly with that dinner conversation, I feel like it paints a picture of like years and years long relationship where like maybe during the Republic, they were perfect for each other, but then you don't count on, you know, the world as you know like crumbling around you or you know huge huge changes in circumstances can change who you are or what you're willing to tolerate and you know hopefully people are fortunate enough maybe to not have to find that out but it's like oh somebody who is your perfect match in peacetime might not be in a time of conflict or whatever i thought it was a really well done scene well and it it flips the script too of um He's the trophy. He could theoretically be the trophy husband, and um, Very true. her her complaining about something. You know, hey, I put on the calendar a month ago. Um, well, as a trophy and, husband, it doesn't really flip anything. It just is the script. But I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll be that'll be interesting to see if there if that dinner actually happens. 
Uh, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen um, because and Thrawn this will is, be there. This is probably this is basically like I I think that this first season can be what is it? It's twelve episodes, so it's yeah. really probably four episodes that are spread over three episodes each for this. Oh, that's um, interesting. Did you come up with that, Alberto? Um, I mean, I'm a big math guy. I took stats class once. Interesting. So that's such an interesting. Hmm, I should have thought. I should have said. I should have said that exact same um, thing 15 minutes ago. Interesting. Yeah. So, we do we want to talk about the Imperial nerds or get into the um, Ocean's Eleven of plans? Let's or talk the, the Imperial nerds. One, I don't know like, why, but whenever there is some sort of um really petulant squabbling in a predominantly white collar setting i do always think oh pete will like this pete likes people being like lightly clowned uh that was fine i mean (laughs) it, it uh it is interesting how she so this um person who we know is was carnage from the secure carnage um she has two sectors and the other guy has six he he had a great lashing that he gave to um house royce and cyril karn yeah and and, uh that lieutenant guy who i don't think we're ever gonna see again that's carnage um and carnage's friend yes yes i know the tongue lashing because it it was another one of these like how does time work in Star Wars again type moments because within like the course of three scenes he's at a board meeting on Coruscant then cut he's at that planet yelling at them then cut and he's back on Coruscant in another argument which like, like yeah. not complaining I'm not one of the sticklers for these sorts of things but you know you're talking about people being like how long was Luke on Dagobah or whatever and this was I think definitely another example of Star Wars maybe being a little fast and loose with uh the timeline of it all. Not that I care. Not a complaint. I'm not. I don't care. Don't fix it. Not a problem. Just an observation. I am. Um, I mean the 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 interaction that happened. I I thought was just great in terms of like how you'd imagine somebody like in like the FBI taking over like for a state police would probably interact. Of like you guys have screwed this up so much. Oh, do I want your opinion? No, shut up. Yeah, we're just we're just getting, taking over. And then the one guy wanted to raise his hand, and him being like, "No, you guys have screwed up so royally." It is interesting that this is explaining imperial takeover due to incompetence of um, right security, as opposed to malice and wanting to take over literally everything, um, which. Maybe it's still malice for sure, um, but this is making it still seem like, hey, these chuckleheads can't take care of their sector. All these people died, and I'm I'm here to fix your problem. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, about, spice must flow. What'd you about? What'd you think about um, Private Luthen? Not Luthen Rail. Um, Cyril Carn. Cyril Carnage going back to his mom. It. I mean. Uh, again, it just I I'm, I'm I'm very curious where this character is going to go because it just to you know paint a real world 
um, comparison that I have very little knowledge of and have no business talking about. But I mean, it just makes me think of like the Dutch East India Trading Company or something, or you know, somebody going out with a private organization and having some sort of grand idea of what they're doing, you know, bringing civilization to an uncivilized world or some such, and then that world spitting that back in their face, like, no, Gav here, your company, you're after dollar, we live here. And then now he's going back to Coruscant where presumably he'll meet up with Private Carnage, who both of them clearly seem like go-getters. So hopefully maybe at some point their paths will cross. But this guy seems destined to end up in the Empire where he can, once again, with, with more machinery behind him, go back with a vengeance and and keep these i don't know these delusions of i need to quash rebellion i need to civilize a galaxy or whatever going and i don't know it's i find i find him a very compelling antagonist because of the ideas that he represents and i think for me like one of the most compelling things about star wars is it speaks to a desire that like young people have to give themselves to a cause and that sometimes that excitement uh, gets ahead of their ability to think through a cause or to look at a cause and who's presenting it and how just that cause actually is. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that take advantage of that. And I feel like carnage here, much like Anakin before him is a great example of like, someone who is looking for a cause and the wrong entity has taken advantage of that or something. I don't know. And I liked it. I, I liked it when it got slapped. That was funny. I, um, I actually think this character, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but do you remember there's that one Imperial officer in rebels that Ezra Bridger kept clowning and getting him demoted over and over again until he like finally got taken out. Um, that's I thought it was I, a pair. A pair of no. Right, I think like it was, just... it was like a bigger guy and then a really scrawny guy who was super pale. Um, like clownishly no, like pale. A, it was like a, it was like a lieutenant who had a British voice. Oh no, like a governor. It was like a, the woman. Yeah. No, not not not. Some some like captain who Ezra like hmm. clowned like three four times and then like there's one episode where he like gets his star destroyer destroyed and ends up like killing like an entire ship which they just gloss over and but um i don't know i don't think it's i don't i don't think that well for uh our boy carnage um which even if it turned out well i i you know i still think he's gonna get his comeuppance but um yeah so let's let's um i mean we're gonna we're we're seeing the background information on the ISB. We have this major who's um, ISB, which Pete and I, of course, already knew about because we watched Rebels and we are in the know. And you don't even gotta tell me what ISB stands for. I know what it stands for. It's yeah. Um, anybody in the know can just look it up. Like we'll we have did. Tarkin, ISB guy. You know, I'm I'm here. I know. And uh, now. I I feel like we're getting to the point where we all we have left to talk about is is the Andor of it all, but I do feel like we should take a moment to point out that I guess canonically right now, this is the first time we see 
Coruscant since end of Revenge of the Sith. I mean, comic books excluded and books excluded, but as far as live action or even in shows, I mean, we might see like an exterior of something in Rebels, but I don't think so. But it's it's the best of my recollection. This is the first time we are back on Coruscant, seeing Coruscant since uh, Revenge of the Sith. And what do we think of that? Has it changed a lot? It did seem very gray, but it kind of always did. But it did seem more angular, maybe. It, uh, so, like, cold. Um, yeah. Like, going with Carnage through all of that, like, you think that he's kind of, like, going to um, plead his case directly. Um, right. And he still, might, he still might do that. Yeah. Um, but instead he went to his mom's retirement home. Right. Um, to do that. So that's i don't know how much more we're going to be in coruscant i mean it's probably the only planet that we're going to recognize for a while i don't know um, i think we're going to be spending some time with mon mothma so oh you yeah. know what we see the little bit of an inside of coruscant in rogue one they flashback uh, to a party that galen Erso is at with little kid Jin and um right Krennic. right 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 but that's inside apartment that's uncut ooh that actually so, more speculation nation. Who's the engineer that's doing that inspection at the um, Aldahani? Because that's like the the change that happened. Is there's an engineer that's going to be there for the um, festival of lights? Well, we can we can talk about that in a little bit. So let's let's get into the Andor of it all. Yes. Um, he. Basically, he gets thrown into everything and just rolls with it. Um, he's given a necklace that was, like, important to Luthen. Yeah, this seems like some sort of uh, Legends deep cut that, that better Star Wars fans than I know about. I didn't glom onto any of the proper nouns he used in his description of it. Um, a Kawadi signature down payment. Kawadi signet. Um, oh, that was the, that was the Rocketon invaders thing. Okay, that was the part of it. So that was that was the insect people. Mm, there you go. So that was um, that was the deep cut from that. Yes, and I know I know um, Star Wars as well. Um, so Vel, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, she. Do you recognize her from Game of Thrones? No. She's Waif, um, the one uh, that like um, yeah. fight yeah in the Arya arc, yeah. which is interesting because she plays like a timeless like girl in that, and she definitely doesn't look like the Waif in this. Um, but yeah, she's head of the cell, which is really cool. They explain the cell. She explains how you know Luthen. You never talk about Luthen. This is gonna be my idea the entire time. We get back like this. This episode, at least on Aldahani, did a great job of world building, of you know what they actually are. Why is the Empire there? Those um, those patrols that are happening, the backstory of the people of Aldahani, and why. They're going to be there for the light. I mean, uh, just like all of this, like cultural under all of this cultural explanation 
that they like kind of just wove in throughout the episode which i thought was fantastic yeah there is something to be said for like the kind of star wars tradition of going not only seeing a new planet but seeing it when something specific is happening the only other example i can think of is in rise of skywalker where they go to uh tatooine but not tatooine but not not tatooine the other Mm -hmm. tatooine the other other tatooine and there's some festival that happens once every 40 years or whatever but yeah it, it is it's it is cool to you know go new places see new things we spent a lot of time on tatooine the last couple uh Star Wars is so it's nice to yeah be on a broaden. forest planet yeah well, I guess this is similar to the planet that Obi Wan and um, Leia were on in the last episode that they were stuck for a few no they weren't stuck that seemed much drier yeah yeah I, I'm um, I also think yeah this anyway, planet anyway, anyway. this planet was definitely they are not in the volume. No, no. And you, you can definitely tell that they're not in the volume. Yeah, yeah. It, it's also interesting. Um, I think we're almost up on the trailer because these are people that we see in the trailer that are like setting up with their blasters and stuff, mm-hmm. which you think is like some, you know, villager showdown, which clearly it's not. Because um, you think in the trailer that it's in combination of them like playing the bells Right. Um, which we've already gone past that scene. So this yeah, um, I think there's one more thing in the trailer that I think is pretty clearly the end of the mission they're about to do. Right. But yeah, I, other than that, it seems like uh, hopefully a lot of the set pieces and stuff we'll be seeing. Oh, well, no, that's not true because we've seen, I mean, Saw Gerrera's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So there's there's still some stuff, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, what did you think of the crew? Oh, I thought they were fine. I don't think like they didn't. I guess I'm torn because it's like traditionally when you are oh, and there goes my dishwasher. When you're setting up a crew for a heist, they are all kind of like archetypical like this is the wild card and this is like the jokester and this is the you know and they didn't do that which i can understand not wanting to like paint by numbers but i would have liked something like i feel like only two of them really got any kind of personality those first two we meet that said we've got one or two, who knows how many more episodes with these characters. I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to flush them out a little more. We'll have liked an alien in there too, but you know. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't really think anything of the crew because I don't feel like we really got a chance to meet them uh, in depth. It kind of made me feel like the group in the first Matrix movie where it's like, there's Morpheus. (laughs) Yes, there's definitely a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know that a bunch of them are not going to make it. You yeah. know that some people are going to make it. Um, oh, but the Lego guy, Apoc, that was one of them. I mean, Tank and Dozer, everyone knows them. They're great. Um, Mouse, I think one of right, their names Mouse. Is Mouse. And then there's a woman with bleach blonde hair whose name I cannot recall. 
Yeah, but um, and Cipher, like of ca- course. Cipher, but uh, yeah, all of them get mowed down. So that's that's that is my guess that like three of them survive. Um, but who you know, I I I have no justification for that. Well, Their all plan's of them terrible. survive because of Cassian's quick thinking. <laughs> um. Or he just tries to save himself and then accidentally saves a couple other a couple other ones, um, but no, I mean it, it, it made for switch. It it's it, the other woman in the, the matrix team. name is switch. Oh, switch. Okay. Um, I mean it set the stakes for these next episodes, um, and by that I mean we know that Mon Moth is going to go to a dinner, and we know that this plan is going to get initiated. Um, I don't know if we're gonna go to Ferris or Fest. No, I think I was right. That's where we were, right? Yeah. Like, are they gonna go back to that? Um, it does seem like there's some footage of Cassian's mom that we haven't seen yet, but that could also just be deleted scenes that we're never gonna see. So, mm-hmm. who can say? And we didn't but, uh, get any flashbacks this episode. True. Yeah, we we well that's that's for when he starts flying and when he learns how to infiltrate. Oh, mm. that was a big thing. I now I it just came to my mind of um that Mimbin reference when and when Cassian and Luthen are talking about how only one of fifty, you know, he got sent to Mimbin when he was sixteen. It was Mimbin only... was the planet he name checked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah, he got, yeah, and he he was like, oh, I was the only kid out of 50 to survive that mud planet where we were fighting our own, yeah. and Luthen was like, you were a cook, and right. you ran away, Yeah. Um, which I thought was just uh, some great world building. Mimben is the planet from Solo, that when- Where Han you never like, see the aliens that they're fighting there, even though they look really cool. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, I don't think we... Have we seen an official Mimbin in anything? Well, at, at the end of Solo, when Emphis Nest's whole crew is unmasking and showing who they are, one of them is a person of Mimbin heritage, Mimbin, Mimbinian, or, or whatever you want to call it. They're like red, and they have very uh, striking eyes. And so one of them takes off their mask, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's somebody from Mimbin. That's where Hustle was killing people, but they never show you what they look like, so you have no idea, and there's no significance to them taking that mask off. But anyway, yeah, so you do see one in Solo eventually, but not mm-hmm. on Mimbim. Yeah, so I don't more. have a feeling. I don't have a feeling we're gonna see any aliens this upcoming episode. Um, but no, oh, I no, thought I we thought... have to. There's like thousands of people coming to this big giant festival. There's got to be an alien. No, because also how we talked about how there's like basically Slender Man or something is going on in the first episode back on Ferris or whatever, and there's like a man with like a Joker smile walking through the crowd. No, I've not seen that. It's horrifying. Interesting. I the only thing I noticed from this first couple episodes is some of the big alien pieces. Um that were like in episode seven. Yeah, the guy um, with the big arms, the big like robot arms. Yeah, yep. I assume it's literally same the same scene. person. Same scene. Slender Man is in that scene. Interesting. I'm gonna find him. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we know from the end of this episode that they're going to dress up the mall like Imperial officers because they need to get Cassian um, a belt and gloves. Um, so the infiltration is going to be happening soon. Um, I, I'm curious what the, like, if, if this next episode is going to be them infiltrating and then the third episode is going to be the escape. That'd be yeah. Because now that we're talking about, oh, could this be four three episode arcs? I am sort of like, do I really want to spend um, two more episodes on this mission? Mm-hmm. Which maybe, maybe maybe I do, but for now, I am kind of like, oh, I'd be okay if the the heist part of it got wrapped up um, tomorrow. You know I me, I, I, love I, lo- I love a heist. I love a heist. So. Mm-hmm. Right, where um, is this horrifying little slender man? Any minute now. He's in here somewhere. I just wanted everyone to have a oh my god, yet yeah, oh my this dude, it he's got oh my god. Alright, I gonna... typed in Slenderman Star Wars. Alright. Hold on, um... hold on. I've got I've got the time code. I just Okay. If you can you pull up the episode? Do you have access to this episode? Um, yeah, I can. I can pull up. All right. So this is which episode? First episode, season one, episode one. Okay. And, I'm, and I want you to set set this at fourteen minutes and forty seconds. This is the All right, 14. best this podcast has ever been. Are you already at it? No, oh. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just repeating it because this is a um, audio medium. So me just yes yes fourteen forty um, fourteen minutes forty seconds into season one episode one Casa and you've got Cassian after his uh, talk with B two emo wandering the streets of Ferris and that guy with the power loader arms that Pete talked about big yellow robot arms on top of a big giant guy mm-hmm. and then okay. are you ready you are you there. So I'm looking in the I'm looking in the crowd. I'm looking in the crowd. You're at fourteen forty. Um, let's so see. You... I'm at. Oh my god. I'm at. He's coming up. He's coming up. I'm at fourteen forty. Hold on. Here we go. Oh my god! He every time he scares me so much. If you go, you want to be at like oh the, the, the oh the guy in the blue. No, he's okay. If you if you can stop it like at exactly fourteen fifty, I think there's this guy. He's got a yellow jacket on and a hat. Yellow jacket on and a hat. And he has like a s- smile carved into his face. It was so upsetting. Oh, oh, oh. oh. yep. Um... Oh, yep, yep, 1451, 1451. What is, there's no place for that in Star Wars. Are you looking at that? Yeah, that's like a, that looks like a, it looks like an alien from, it looks like an alien from Farscape. Who is that man? What is he doing there? Oh my gosh. And then he just is like sort of jogging and shaking his head. No, absolutely unacceptable. I'm unacceptable. curious what, um, what, I'm curious what that is because it's kind of like a dinosaur thing. This is, I mean, this is fantastic potting. Unacceptable. Um, Unacceptable. Well, ideally the we, listener will go on this journey with us. And we, we have found Slenderman. So that's, that's yeah. our Easter egg from episode one. 
Um, yeah, and we talked about it on our podcast for episode four. Oh, I mean, we're so good at podcasting. I don't um, want to say that we are experts at podcasting because I don't want to brag. And that is the only reason I'm not going to say it. And I'll say it for us. Um, we we see what the others cannot and should not. Yeah. Um, so disclaimer, if you are um, a child, do not watch that part. And we'll give and you it's, like, it's like the visual equivalent of that horrible neurolinguistic programming Pete was trying to do with his very uh, inappropriate acronyms that he was saying earlier in the episode. I think that's a great end to this episode. No argument here.